Hi folks, welcome to Creepy Tales. I am as always the Great White Snark Scotty J. Seated with me is my son Alex. Hi. Okay, if it sounds a little bit different than what we're what you're used to, we're actually in my car. We're getting ready to take Alex home for the day. Yeah. And we decided to kind of share a story with each other and with you guys while we're driving. Ooh, sharing secrets, are we? Uh, what, the secret that your mom really wants to be a man? You didn't have to go there, but you went there anyway. Hey, I'm Fair. a divorced man. I can go there whenever I want. Fair warning, if I wanted to throw an elbow, I could. I brought you in this world. I'll take your ass out. I ain't going down without a fight there, Faja. <laughs> All right. One thing that, uh, well, last year, when we took our great trip to uh, Pennsylvania and Maryland, we made a stop at the Gettysburg Battlefield. Ah, yes, Gettysburg. A nice little town. Shame it's, well, it's kind of exciting that's a little haunted. Well, I'm... And, and the thing is, is I mean, for Civil War buffs, Gettysburg is like the place to go. A must go. Well, yeah, it's, it's usually on your bucket list. You know, you make a list of the battlefields you want to see. Gettysburg is usually up there in the top five. Although they're a nice little picture up on Little Round Top with my curly ass hair. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, is a lot of people believe that battlefields are haunted because of the energy there the energy there what happened you know at Gettysburg you had two armies facing off each other for three days and that left about 27,000 dead on both sides roughly I don't know roughly I mean I'm making an estimate on the on the the size of the dead, yep. but you know it took them months to bury everybody. Really? Yeah. Well, when we were in a David Will's house, uh, you know, we heard the story about how they created the national cemetery. Yeah. But in the case of like whoever was left in charge of the field, yeah. like if the Union won. Well, the Union would give their dead a proper burial. You know, headstones, coffins. Oh, you're a Confederate? And just dump them in the hole with the rest of them. That's what they did. Confederates would get a mass grave. Now reverse it if the Confederates won. The Confederates would get coffins and headstones and the Union would be plopped into a mass grave. Now, I had read somewhere that uh, they hired guys from town to do the burial there at Gettysburg. And these guys were paid like, oh, I want to say like a quarter to 50 cents a body that they buried. That's quite a bit. Well, yeah, when you consider, you know, 27,000, 24 to 27,000 dead on the field. I'd have, you know, I would have started, you know... Sign Scotty, me up. I'd have signed... I started Scotty J and Son's Burial, you know. <laughs> I'm making some money off this son bitch somehow. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't mind me, sir. I was just burying the dead. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> no, sir. I was just burying the dead. Why? Well, when you get to, you know, something like Gettysburg, you also get a ton of ghost stories. Yeah. And a couple of them, and the ones I want to share with you, deal with your boy Joshua Chamberlain. You always say he's my boy. Hey, you were excited to go up there and see Little Round Top to see where the 20th Maine defended. Okay, and... Chamberlain's your boy. I would have loved to laugh my ass off watching you get a massive headache from touching the rocks of Devil's Den. Oh, while yeah. the little kids are left un, un, like, unharmed. Well, the first story that I read deals with Chamberlain and his men coming to Gettysburg. Yeah? Yeah, they were, uh, I want to say it was July 1st, because they, they arrived that night. Alright. Because as we know, you know, from the movie and Civil War buffs know, Chamberlain and his men defended Little Round Top on day two. Well, as the men were marching there to Gettysburg, they came to a fork in the road. And they weren't sure which way to go. Shall we take the left path or the right path? Well, all of a sudden, this rider showed up. And this rider was wearing outdated clothing for the 1860s and Chamberlain asked him which way was the you know which way was the Gettysburg and the rider pointed him in the right direction they marched down the road and never saw the guy again all right so you know they figure that as the story goes this was probably a, a ghost from probably dressed in late 1700s, early 1800s clothing. Some ghosts have no fashion sense. Well, it'd be like, you know, if I was to die, you'd see me in, like, t-shirt and blue jeans, or running around butt naked scaring the piss out of people. (laughs) (laughs) I'd choose door number two, because that would be funny. Oh, fuck yeah, it would be. And then... Now, another story concerning uh, Joshua Chamberlain goes back to the filming of the movie Gettysburg. Now, parts of the movie was filmed on the battlefield. Like Little Round Top? Yeah. Now, when Joshua, you know, uh, Jeff Daniels played um, Joshua Chamberlain in the movie... Hell, he was about the only Union general that got major screen time in the movie. But the guys were resting in between uh, in between takes, you know. And they were in their you know in on the location. They were where they were. This is all kind of like kick back, relaxing a little bit because sometimes you know you've got to set the shot up again and. You know, make sure everything's correct before you shoot again. Well, as the guys are sitting there resting, this Civil War soldier comes out of the bush. And you and I know from seeing Little Round Top that there are 
you know, bushes and shrubs and trees all around. Oh, yeah. Well, the guy's uniform was dirty and tattered, and he had a big old scraggly beard. So your father? No. No, your grandfather showed up at a little, you know, in the middle of the Civil War. I would have shot him. <laughs> but this guy comes out of the bush and, you know, out of the trees and the bushes, and he looks at the guys, and they're all in, in costume for the shot. And he goes, whoa, we had a double of a day, hadn't we? And guys are all like, you know, well, yeah, you know, they, they're thinking that this is one of their fellow actors. Mm-hmm. And he asked for, you know, asked if the guys needed any ammunition, so they played along. They were like, well, yeah, sure. And he reached into his pack and brought out some ammunition and gave it to the guys. And then he walked back into the tree line and disappeared. What I'm confused on, how can a ghost give you actual ammunition that you can physically touch and use? Don't know. Well, the guys were kind of concerned about this, so they went and got, they took the ammunition down to the prop master. Now, for those of you who don't know, the prop master is the one that handles all the props in the movie. And they showed him the ammunition, and the prop master was like, I didn't give this to you guys. This isn't what I released. Now, as I know, walking through Gettysburg a couple of times, there are plenty of old uh, antique stores in the town that specifically deal with Civil War relics. So the guys took the bullets into town and found out that these were actual bullets that were issued during the Civil War. Yeah, I'm sure the guys were kind of freaked out about that. If these are bullets from the Civil War, then who handed them to us? Well, it was a ghost. Yeah. Now, I've got a friend that I talked to on Facebook. Uh, She's actually, she was on a visit to Gettysburg and she actually smelled uh, rotting corpses in the air. That's always a pleasant smell in the morning. Yeah, see, certain people who are more sensitive to stuff like that do smell the, the lingering effects of the dead. Because it took like three months, three to four months to get that smell out of town. Kind of like with Antietam. After the battle, there was you know, all the bodies there on the field and it took them a while to get the smell out of town I'd have been like oh this is beautiful, I'm walking to school and I'm smelling the stench of the dead isn't it lovely this time of year rotting corpse smell pleasant way to start off your morning well, Antietam and you know you go to any Civil War battlefield and you'll find ghost stories, I know Antietam uh, there's one that I read that, like, oh, I'm going to say, I'm not exactly sure of the year, but there was a uh, field trip, you know, I think it was, like, a Catholic school or something, but they yeah. took a field trip to Antietam, and they went to Bloody Lane. Mm-hmm. Well, they thought they heard the uh, the Christmas um, 
the Christmas Carol. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Yeah. Well, they thought that they heard the fa la 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 part. Well, come to find out that uh, what they were actually hearing was an Irish ballad. You remember from our trip to Antietam. Oh, yes. That painful day I had in Antietam. Yeah. Alex was suffering from uh, the wounds inflicted by the soldiers. Mainly in the head. Oh, yeah. There was a pl- well, one book I read, uh, an impossible shot happened twice. Two guys on two separate se- sections of the battlefield were both shot through the mouth. Open. And the bullet that went out the back of their head. Why should I give them a second mouth? Well, as I was explaining to you in Charlotte, you know, you have to imagine, you know, millions of bullets flying through the air. You know, the roar of hundreds of cannons going off. The sounds of men, you know, running into combat or, you know, wounded and dying. And proof of dead shot in the Civil War. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I had my experiences at Antietam. My, my first trip, I had a headache the minute I entered Sharpsburg. And it got worse as I got closer to the battlefield. But my headache didn't happen until we were, like, rounding the... Like, it was after we rounded the back and started walk, like taking the tour on the field. Oh, okay, yeah, when we were up there, uh, up by the Dunker Church. I also, while we were walking behind the visitor center, before Charlotte and Amanda rounded the corner, heard a footstep behind me. Well, where we were standing? Yeah. We were behind Confederate lines. Now, when we went up to the Pothenberger farm? Yeah. On the north side of the cornfield, that was Union lines. Nice. But, you know, I, I think, you know, battlefields are haunted because of what happened there, you know. You had a lot of young men dying on that, on those fields, and the veil tends to be thin where all that trauma happened. Now, every battlefield that I've been to since, you know, and I've got my camera, so I'm usually filming something. But I'll sit there and I'll tell them, you know, hi, you know, I don't mean to disturb you. I'm, I'm here filming. If you guys want your presence known, you know, feel free to make it known. And that's probably why I heard the footstep. Well, right. It sounded like a boot, too. Yeah. And I, I mean, I haven't had any, well, except for touching the stones at Devil's Den and having an intense nightmare that, well... Intense dream that night. I really want to call it a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, you call your marriage to my mother that. Uh, among other things. Your Aunt Agnes? No, that's Bigfoot. Uh, we can't take her in the woods for fear of her getting shot. Never want to find Bigfoot, just look at our Walmart. But, you know, I want to go see more battlefields. You know, as part of being a documentarian and a Civil War historian, these are places I want to see. 
places that I think, you know, I, I got to give it up to American Battlefield Trust for preserving them. And they're not only preserving the Civil War fields, but they're also preserving the Revolution and the War of 1812. Nice. I've had one experience at Gettysburg, and I was in the orphanage. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that one later, because we're getting close to your home. Because there's a lot of ghost stories involving that orphanage. Yeah. And I actually heard... Uh, Amanda and I heard of one from one of the ladies working there, of her own experiences there. Yeah, that was when I was... You were talking to her a while. I was off in other spots of the orphanage. Looking at pictures of ghost adventures. Well, right, because ghost adventures there. and ghost hunters and everyone yeah. had, had been there, so... And then the one table, which I'll explain later. Right. But, now oh, we're back in the trailer hood. Yeah, where I live, Dad calls a trailer hood. Because it is a trailer hood. And if we play cops and robbers, Dad calls it training. It is training for most of these kids here. Most. Alright, so if you're looking for us out there, we're on Anchor and all major podcasting apps and Apple Podcast. We've got a couple of Facebook pages. You can join us there. And for Creepy Tales, I'm Scotty J. And I'm Alex. Catch you later, folks. Bye. See ya.